This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. I'm Ken Epstein, again. this is Daily Thrones, a quick look at the world of ice and fire. We've been talking about our favorite quotes for a few days now, almost, gosh, it's been over a week, and you guys have been great joining in, We've heard a lot of new voices joining the conversation, I really appreciate it as we head into the Thanksgiving holiday over here in the States. Um, I'm going to continue to broadcast, try my best to get to it, I'm taking a little trip out of town, but I like broadcasting to you guys, but if I happen to not get to some days, don't hold it against me, all right? I don't think you guys will, but let's get to some other calls. Let's not talk about quotes today, but I, I'm not done talking about quotes. There's so many great quotes in Game of Thrones and A Song of Ice and Fire. In fact, in 2018, uh, my girlfriend's uh, parents sent me a nice uh, thank you gift, uh, a, a Game of Thrones, actually a Song of Ice and Fire quote calendar, a daily quote from Game of Thrones from the books. Uh, I keep saying Game of Thrones, but A Song of Ice and Fire, and uh, looking forward to it. 2018 is going to be a, a year of Game of Thrones quotes for me. So uh, we're not done talking about it here on Daily Thrones. But let's go to some other calls that have been uh, hanging around my queue for a while here and some new calls that came in today and talk about some other things in the world of Ice and Fire. Hey, Ken, Kevin Ross. So A Tale of Two Dads got me thinking about Tywin just a little bit more. And do you think Tywin, and I do, is just a little bit jealous of Tyrion? Because Tyrion got to enjoy the privileges of the Lannister dynasty without any of the responsibilities coming with the Lannister dynasty let me explain. Tywin, you don't get that attitude just just because. Your dad drilled that into you like his dad drilled that into him. And Tywin drills that into his kids, right? You see that with Jamie, with Cersei, even with Joffrey to, to a degree, right? But with Tyrion, no man from Tywin's perspective is going to respect him. No man is going to listen to him. Tywin can't rule anything. And even giving him basic jobs like Master of Coin, he doesn't an okay, adequate job. What do you do from Tywin's perspective with Tyrion? But Tyrion got to play. Tyrion got to use the Lannister credit card for all intents and purposes. And that made Tywin just a little bit jealous. What are your thoughts? Thanks. So this is a call that's been in my queue since we were talking about the quotes from both Ned Stark and Tywin Lannister and calling it a tale of two fathers and how they both approach fatherhood in different ways. And though one is considered good and one is considered bad, I think Tywin might have pre prepared his family better for the world that they live in, though I still think I'd rather have Ned as a father, to be clear. Ned's intentions are much more honorable and just all around better. But Kevin poses a question. Was Tywin jealous of Tyrion on any level? I, I think absolutely. Absolutely. Tywin Lannister was jealous of Tyrion Lannister. I also think Cersei was. I don't think Jaime was. I think Jaime's content and secure with his life and, and who he is. He's got some regrets. Sure. Regrets. He's got a few. But Cersei Lannister's jealous of, of, of Tyrion. Angry with Tyrion for sure for killing his mother. Holds that against him. But you know, she has to work extra harder as, as, as a daughter in her father's eyes, uh, not viewed the same by Tywin, clearly. She had to fight for that to the to the bitter end, and I still think she's trying to prove that. And so she sees Tyrion, who uh, could have more respect and doesn't get it, and then st starts moving into positions of power. And 
is kind of better at it than her at times, has the upper hand over her at times, is more right on issues than her at times, and is less in trouble by her father, their father at times, once Tyrion takes over power. So I think Cersei's jealous, but to the bigger question of Tywin Lannister, I absolutely think he was jealous and probably a little bitter. We know, again, uh, the the killing of, uh, well, I, it's not killing, Tyrion didn't kill his mother. She died in childbirth. But Tywin kind of views it as, you killed your mother. Cersei views it as, you killed your mother, our mother. So I think Tywin's got that. Uh, the uh, Tyrion being a little person um, definitely was not uh, to Ty- Tywin's liking. He talks about that story of wanting to take uh, Tyrion and, and drown him in the, uh, in the ocean and not doing it because you are my son. Uh, that's as touching as, as time can get with Tyrion. But I think there also is a little bit of this. At least Jamie and at least Cersei are somewhat respectful of what I've built. And they're trying to carry on the dynasty in their own way. Where Tyrion seems not to be concerned about it. Uh, doesn't care. Spends my money. Drinks it away. Pours it away. Uh, it is it is uh, a prodigal son situation. But uh, Tywin doesn't really want him back. And then, uh, top it off, Tyrion starts getting successful and i think tywin respects that on some level i actually think he does begrudgingly but tywin on on some level i i I think has to feel i can't even get him for that i put him in front of the vanguard in a battle and he survives i i I make him uh the the acting hand of the king and he does a good job Hell, he even built the the, uh, the sewage ways and Castle Rock rock well. He made them work well. So again, Tywin probably respects that in the end, but sees what Tyrion has become, overlooking that probably has something to do with his uh, his parenting skills, of course. Um, but I think all through it, there is a a jealousy from Tywin. Tyrion makes a lot of things look easy with his wit and his wisdom. And his skills at ruling. What is up, Ken? I have a quandary for you. Uh, I'm sure, like me by now, you've probably done your fair share of rewatching uh, this past season. Um, and if you haven't, I apologize. And if you've talked about what I'm about to ask you uh, a number of times, I apologize. I'm, my mind is scattered. But which episode do you find this past season that you revisit the most? I know the obvious one is uh, Spoils of War, and I've watched that a number of times because, well, let's face it, that episode just has the the most killer battle scene in it, and it's shorter. But the episode I find I go back to a lot is The Queen's Justice, Episode 3. And why? Mainly because of our first interactions between Jon Snow and Daenerys. There is something about all of their uh, moments in that episode that just speak to me. What about you? So Mark is checking back in. Mark, always good to hear from you. He's got a great anchor station, Mark Talk. Check it out if you uh, if you want. Uh, and he's got a question about season seven and the most rewatchable episode. So I'm gonna I'm gonna confess something here to Mark and all of you. I I haven't watched season seven again since it finished airing. Now, I did watch each episode at least two times, and in some cases three times. Uh, in preparing to host 
uh, Throne Stock on Collider Video. You watch a couple times to get your notes down and uh, send notes off uh, to the graphics team, all that kind of stuff. Same thing I had uh, done before when I um, uh, when I uh, was working for Screen Junkies, ho- hosting their show, Watching Thrones. I actually watched the episodes four times every Sunday night to get ready. So I've seen the episodes a couple times, but I haven't rewatched. And I often find that. I don't rewatch the previous season until around the time that the, the, the DVD or Blu-ray comes out. Then I sit down and let, I let time pass. But I still think Mark has a great question about what is the most rewatchable episode or the episode you want to rewatch again is how I'm going to take it. He's choosing Sports of War, great episode, but The Queen's Justice. And that's a great choice because the John and Danny meeting is, is epic. It's historic and it's, it's worth it. So I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to rewatching the most is the episode I think a lot of people had the most problems with, and I understand those problems, but it's episode six, Beyond the Wall. I want to see, with time passing, if the episode deserved that type of hate or scorn or criticism. Do I like it less than I did before? Because I actually liked it a lot, though I had some problems with it like everyone else. What will time do to these episodes? And that's important. We, we live in this, uh, you know, fast-paced social media society, 24-second news cycles. And when it comes to fandom, and, and now there's this entire world that I am a very much part of, the media discussion world, breaking things down, reacting, trailer reactions, and breaking down uh, Easter eggs, and all, all that stuff. I mean, very fun stuff. It's my career. I love it. But I think that that creates this really polarizing atmosphere sometimes. You have to like things. You have to hate things. And you're... Ch- Things can change. There, there can be distance between it. I wondered at the end of season five. It's kind of a malign season at times. With time, will people like it more? We still might need more time. Season two, I remember not liking season two as much as season one. It's the old story. And then suddenly, with some time, and now the whole story out in front of me, season two might actually be one of my favorite seasons. Season one is great. Season one is almost perfect to me. But season two has a lot more that uh, is there on the surface, below the surface, than first, second, third, even sometimes fourth viewing. So I want to look at Beyond the Wall. I want to study it a little more. I want to see see what distance has done to that episode and how it fits in. What it, What is your guys' choice for the episode you like to rewatch the most or the episode you're looking to rewatch again and focus on, learn from, and see what happens? Let me know here on Daily Thrones. Hey, Ken and Daily Thrones. I'm checking in on location. My sister is getting married tomorrow at, at the hotel. And it got me thinking. I know this was talk, talked about before, but I'm going to bring it up again. I know you've been to a lot of weddings this year. Who would be the best Game of Thrones character to marry? And when you have to consider this, it's not just beauty. You have to figure who would be a good wife, who wouldn't try to kill you, and who would be a good mother. And there's a lot of options. But for me, I actually think the best option would be Catelyn Stark. She's loyal. She was a good mother to her children, maybe not to Jon Snow, but to the rest of her children. Doesn't have any great ambition. So I, I, would, I would think politically and everything else, I would go with Catelyn Stark. Eric Monroe checking in, and first of all, Eric, a loyal, dedicated contributor and listener here on Daily Thrones. I want to say congratulations to your sister, your family. Big wedding tomorrow. May it end well. May no bands start playing the Reigns of Castamere. Unless, of course, you asked them to. 
different story. Uh, so uh, please, Eric, pass on our congratulations here to your family, your sister here from Daily Thrones. Uh, the question, yeah, who 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 would you want to marry? We we asked that very early on, and Eric's been on board since I started uh, Daily Thrones here on Anchor back in March of this year. So uh, I think it's great to actually re- re-ask some of these questions. We we got a lot of newer listeners and different listeners. Uh, so uh, let's let's re-ask this one. Who would you want to marry in the world of ice and fire? Westeros, Essos, who's there? Who would you want? I I gotta tell you, I uh, there's a lot of flashy characters. I I personally have you know I'd maybe like to marry Cersei Lannister. A little fire in the step there, all right? I can get behind that. A big fan of Melisandre, Marjorie Tyrell. But, you know, there's some better choices out there. There's some solid choices. For instance, Sir Davos Seaworth. Now, it's confusing in the show whether or not he still has a wife, had a wife. He always got one son. In the book, he's got five sons. Things are a little different. But let's just assume he's traveling by himself for so long that he's not currently married. I think Sir Davos is a choice people should look at because... That's, that guy's solid as an oak. He's going to stick with you. He's going to protect you. He's going to give you good advice. He's going to fight for you and with you. Davos is a good choice. Catelyn Stark is a good choice. Catelyn's been an interesting character for me as a fan. Sometimes I like her. Sometimes I don't. But that is a loyal mother. That's a loyal wife and in a fierce fashion willing to, to die for her children, for her family. And uh, went uh, went a long way to protect the good name of the Starks. So I think that is it's a pretty good choice. Look, I'm 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 partial to Sir Jorah, but I, in the end, I don't know if he's going to be the husband you want. Uh, maybe, maybe just a little bit too mopey. I I am I am Sir Jorah myself. I'm trying to work better. I'm trying to be more like Davos, less like Sir Jorah. But Jorah's a good choice. Danny or John are flashy. I think John would be. John's not a bad decision. Say, you know, as opposed to someone like Ober Martell, who doesn't seem to be want to be tied down marriage, you'd have to have some special arrangements if you're marrying Ober Martell. Danny, good choice. I'd be happy to be at her side and supporting her. I, I, I love, uh, uh, you know, and a partner. I love a very career minded person. I love to love to support them, love to give them advice. Danny is uh, Danny fits fits a lot of things, checks a lot of boxes. But at the end of the day, might be just a little bit too much drama surrounding Danny for me. So, Catelyn, Sir Davos, go to some solid, solid, supportive people. I think that's the answer. What's your guys' answer? Let us know. Who would you marry here in Game of Thrones? Answer any of, the que- of these questions posed today. And also, if you got some favorite quotes, keep them coming in. And with Thanksgiving coming up here in the States, I will do a what am I thankful for in Game of Thrones type of uh, broadcast. So feel free to start calling it now. Tell me what are you thankful for in regards to Game of Thrones. We'll see you guys. Bye.